Okay, so um, continuing, I feel it's been a couple of weeks because of Purim and so on, so we'll get back into, uh, into the Shirem, the Shem Yisbarach. Okay, so we always try to have uh, a mitzvah that's maybe related to the parsha, to learn in Halach and in Pimius. So, so I'll pick a mitzvah which is sort of general to these parshias that we've been in for some time, which is the mitzvah of building the Mishkan, the building the Beis Mikdash, Vasli Mikdash. So that not only is that a commandment to build a Mishkan, then by the Midbar, it's an ongoing mitzvah, it's one of the 613, to build the base of Mikdash. And what's interesting is, is that there's a number of Rishonim that say, it's, a, it's, it's certainly true according to everyone on a rabbinic level, but according to some Rishonim, it's even on a biblical level, that even building a shul is also a, uh, a again, either rabbinic extension of Asli Mikdash, or even possibly Midrash, so that there's a, a fulfillment of the mitzvah of Asli Mikdash by building a base Knesset, a base Medrash. So, along those lines, let's learn about something specific about building a shul, about the base Knesset, base Medrash, and davening and so on in a shul. And we'll see where that, uh, where that takes us. Okay. So, begin like this. So, in Marmokinur 1, you have uh, it's a relatively well known halacha, Gemara, and Mesechis, Brachis, Lamed, and Aleph. Okay, this Gemara is not talking about a shul per se. This is talking about a general halacha and the halachas of davening. That there's halacha and davening in Marmukha number one, Gemara Brachas Lamed and Aleph, talking about where a person should be facing when they're davening. Again, when we say davening over here, we're talking about Shmaneser, the main part of davening. Where a person should be facing. You know, there's halachas about, about the position that you should be in by Shmaneser. Be standing, feet together. So, what direction should you be facing? So, it's a well known halacha. <clears throat> the Gemara says in Brachas, Hayyamid B'chutzlaretz. The Gemara is the whole thing. If you're a person, let's say, is in Chutzlaretz, so where should you be facing by Shmanes, right? So Yechav and Esliba, Kenegad Eretz Yisrael, you face your heart. The Gemara says the heart. The Rishonim explained it means physically, though. You should be facing Eretz Yisrael. So if you're, if you're south of Eretz Yisrael, you face north. If you're north of Eretz Yisrael, you face south. You face Eretz Yisrael. Hayyamid B'Eretz Yisrael. Let's say you're already in Eretz Yisrael, so now where do you face? So you face Yerushalayim. And if you're in Yerushalayim, so you face the base of Migdash or the higher bias. Let's say you're in the base of Migdash or you're on the higher bias. So then where do you face? Okay, so you face the Holy of Holies, the Kaddish HaKadshim, within the base of Migdash, within the higher bias. Or the place of the Kaddish HaKadshim. Fine. Let's say Taka, that's where you are also. You're Mamish in the Kaddish HaKadshim. So now where do you face? So you have and Kapyrus. So you face the Aran. Or again, the spot that the Aran was, the Aran. Let's say you're behind the Aran, or you're sort of behind the Kaidash Akajim. So you're Atzmakilofnekapyrus. Then again, you face towards the Kapyrus. So whatever part of the planet you're on, all of Klai Yisrael are facing one central location. Eretz Yisrael, Yushalayim, Harabayas, Kaidash Akajim, the Aran. It's all Facing that direction, and that's how the Gemara ends off. Nimsa, Ayim be Mizrach. So if you're in the east, Machzor Panel the Meir, you're facing the west. Be Meir of Machzor Panel Mizrach. If you're in the west, you're facing the east. Be Darim Machzor Panel Tzafin. If you're in the south, and you face north. Be Tzafin Machzor Panel the Darim. If you're in the north, you face south. And everyone's knows everyone's focused on this central location. Nimsa, Kol Yisrael, Mechavon, Mechavon, Sleep, Malakam Echatz, All Kol Yisrael. Whenever we dive into Mitzray, we're all facing ultimately the same place. We're all trying to focus our bodies and our minds. On Eretz Yisrael, Yushalayim, Harabayis, Kadesh Akadshim, the place of the Aron. So that's what it all goes down to. Okay. Now this is a Hel Gemara Brachis. 
This is a halacha that's recorded in the Rambam and Hilchas Tefillah. The Rambam, and, and it's important to know the context of how the Rambam places this halacha. The Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Tefillah is talking about all the different conditions, all the different halachas that are, that are built in to Shmanesri, to, to Davening. So the Rambam talks about that there are certain qualifications in terms of uh, the place that you have to be in, that you're allowed to be in to Davening Shmanesri. It has to be a clean place. The Ram talks about the type of clothing you're allowed to wear, how much, you know, how much of the body has to be covered, uh, to stand, feet together, all the halachas of Shemones, right? And contained in that is also what direction to face. So it says the Ram in Maramokah number two, it's the Ram in Luchas again, Perkei, Halacha Gimel, Noicha Hamikdash Keitzar, the Ram before that, you know, sort of listed all the technical details of Shemonesri, and one of them was Noichach HaMikdash, that a person should be facing the base of Mikdash. So now the Rambam clarifies that, uh, that stipulation. Noichach HaMikdash Ketz. So what does it mean that Shemonesri has to face the base of Mikdash? So the Rambam paraphrases the Gemara we just saw. It means that if you're in Chutzlar, it's Machzor Panav Noichach Eretz Yisrael. You have to face Eretz Yisrael, and you daven facing Eretz Yisrael. Again, if you're in Eretz Yisrael, Machavim Panav Kenegi Yerushalayim, then you face Yerushalayim. Again, you're in Yerushalayim. Machavim Panav Kenegi Yerushalayim, then you face the base of Mikdash. And if you're in the base of Mikdash, Machavim Panav Kenegi Yerushalayim, you face the Kaddish HaKadshim. And again, like the Rambam like said, even in the Kaddish HaKadshim, it's the place of the arts. That's the halacha from the Gemara. That's the Rambam. Now, this halacha that we just mentioned about facing uh, the direction that you should be in by Shmanesrei, this, as we mentioned, as it seems to be clear, this is a halacha in Shmanesrei. This is one of the details of Shmanesrei. Again, it's a list of, of qualifications, of stipulations, of dinim that the Rambam lists within Shmanesrei. Halacha Shmanesrei is you have to be in a um, clean location. Like I said, you have to be tzniyas. So you have to be facing the right direction. It's a halacha within Shmanesri. Fine. Now, <clears throat> then there's another halacha. There's another halacha. And this is where we're going to see if it's also a halacha Shmanesri or something else. The Rambam writes in Maramukha number three, it's also in Hilchas Tefillah, but it's all the way at the end of Hilchas Tefillah, Perak Yud Aleph. In Perak Yud Aleph, Perak Yud, Perak Yud Aleph, the Rambam is talking about the concept of a shul and the importance of uh, building a shul, every city should have a shul, davening a shul, and so on. And in Perak Yud Aleph in particular, the Rambam is talking about the halachas of setting up a shul. The different parts of a shul, there's an aron, there's a bima, there's an amid, and where there should be. You know, in terms of there's halachas to, to tell us how to arrange a shul properly. And in that context, the Rambam says the following halacha. Again, it's in Perak Yud Aleph, halacha beis. Uboinin bay heichal, shemenichem bay sefer tayr, that... You have a shul, fine. One of the luchs of a shul is that the shul has to have an arm, has to have a place for the Sefer Torah to be held in. That's called the, the Ram calls it a hechel. Ubainin hechel and where should this arm, where should this hechel, uh, this, uh, you know, where should it be placed in the shul? So the Ramam says, Baruch Shemispalna Kenegda Baiseir. Whatever direction that city is facing for Shmanesre, see. The halacha that we saw before, again, whatever direction it is, whatever you shall line, whatever the base of Mikdash is for that city. So whatever direction you're facing, the orange should be on that wall. On that wall. So when they're facing Shmanesrei, they're also facing the orange. That's the Ramam says. In order that when they're davening Shmanesrei in the appropriate uh, direction, because that's the main thing of Shmanesrei, to be facing Yushalayim, the orange should be in that direction, so they should face the orange too. That's the, that's the Ramam. Okay. Where is the source of this? So it's interesting. There's nowhere in Bavli or Yushalmi uh, that records such a halacha that there has to be an aron in a shul and the aron should be 
in the, the, the you know, what we call the Mizrach Vant, you know, uh, the, the front wall where everyone is facing Shem It's not recorded anywhere in Babel Yerushalmi. The Makar of it is vaguely coming from a Tesefta, a Brisa, at the end of Meseches Megillah. It's not recorded in the Gemara Megillah, but it's a Tesefta at the end of Meseches Megillah. Now, this Tesefta has two parts to it. Right now we'll only quote the first part, and we'll show where the Ram is coming from the, from the first part. You'll see what I mean eventually. So in Maramukha number four, this is a Tesefta Meseches Megillah. Again, the Tesefta writes the following thing. It, this, the, the, the Tesefta over there is also talking about the, uh, the structure of a shul, the, 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 the layout of the shul, the, the, you know, the different parts of a shul, what's supposed to be in a shul, where they should be. And the, the Septa says the following thing, how should, how should the seating arrangements be in a shul? So uh, this is not a description of a chesidah shishtibol, but the description is like this, that there's a Canaan, the elders, and as the, uh, you know, the chash of the people in the shul, they should be facing the rest of the congregation, and their backs should be towards the kaidish, towards the holy. What does it mean, holy, over here? So the Mephoshim explained, holy means whatever direction people are davening Shemonesri to. You know, let's say, again, we're facing Mizrach. So there's a Canaan in the shul, should be, their backs be Mizrach, and their faces towards the people. So in other words, like, they're on the Mizrach vant, and they're sitting, their position is opposite the people. Okay, fine. Then the Tesefta continues, Kishu and when you place the Oren in the shul, where should the Oren be? So says the Tesefta similarly, Pun of Kalpi Ha'am. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So Pun of Kalpi Ha'am. Again, the face of the orange should be facing the people. Right? V'achayr of Kalpi Kaidish. And the back of the orange should be facing the Kaidish. Again, what does Kaidish mean? So again, unfortunately, Kaidish means the direction that people are davening So in other words, that's what the Tesefta is describing. That the, the Zekanim, the, 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 the Rabbanim, whatever it is, they're in the Mizrachvant, and they're facing the people. And so too the Aaron is also facing the people, and the back of the Aaron is to the Kaidish again. Presumably Kaidish means the direction that the, that the people are davening for, whatever Mizrach, let's say, by us it's Mizrach, another part of the world might be Meir, whatever it is. That's the, that's the description of the Tesefta, and that's the Makar of the Rambam. But that's where Aaron should be, in front of the Shul. Okay, so, now, now, fine, that's what we know so far. Now, the way the Rambam organized these halachas, it, it seems to be very clear that, that these are fundamentally two different halachas. In other words, there's one halacha that's, that's a halacha within Shemun Every single Jew has a daven right? And there's rules and regulations how Shemun should be davened. So there's words to say, there's the physical posture you should be in, and the direction you should face. It's a halacha of Shemun and every Jewish individual that has an obligation, has an obligation to face the right direction. What is the right direction to face? That's the Kadesh HaKadshim, Yushalayim, Eretz Yisrael. That's, that's the first Gemara in Brachas. That's recorded in Bavli. That's the Halacha of the Rambam in the earlier part of Ilchus Tefillah. That's a Halacha within Shemun Fine, that's number one. Then you have another idea, number two. Then there's a Halacha of Hilchas Beis HaKnesis. There's a concept of having a shul. And once you have a shul, there's also Halachas in place about how the shul should be laid out. And one of the basic components of a shul is having an arn. And where should the arn be? Okay, so says the Tesefta, that's the, that the Ram is coming from, that the arn should also be in the, in the same, uh, in the position that everyone is facing anyway by Shemonastri. But fundamentally, these are two separate halachas. If you ask the individual person, what direction should you be facing for Shemonastri? The answer is, it has nothing to do with the arn. My halacha for Shemonastri purposes is that I have to face Yerushalayim. Fine. Now you ask the... Uh, the gabe of the shul, or the, you know, whoever is setting things up. Where should you place the aron? Okay, I have to place the aron 
in the same direction, the people are facing Shemun Esrei, right? So it ends up being the same place, right? But when you're davening Shemun Esrei and the Aron is there, you're not davening, it, the point is not the direction of the Aron. The point is the direction of Yushalayim. Because that's the direction to Yushalayim, that's why the Allah is that when you arrange the Shul, the Aron should be in that direction as well. That's what the Sefta said, Achar Valakaydish. That the back of the Aron is the same direction that you place. And again, that's where the Ramam positioned that halacha, not in the, the rules of Shemunas, right? The rules of Shemunasri are Naichach Migdash, opposite Beis Migdash. That's the rule of Shemunasri. In terms of the Lachs of Beis Knesses, so the Aaron should be in, the, in that position as well. But it's fundamentally two different things. That's the Rambam. Fine. What's interesting is, is that there's a Shita that the Rishonim bring down from Rabbeinu Yitzchak, one of the Bali HaTaisvis, that seems to be not like that. That he doesn't see this as a separate halacha of the Aaron, the position of the Aaron is more of a halacha of the Beis Knesses. And facing Yerushalayim is Allah Hashemunasri of your personal davening. The, the, the Rabbeinu Yitzchak from the Balaya Taisvis sort of, sort of puts this all together. You'll see what I mean. Take a look at Maramak number five, just a little background. There's a Gemara Brachis, also Davav Mebez. Okay? Davav Mebez. And now, by the way, just uh, until now, based on the Rambam, if let's say theoretically you were to have a conflict, I mean, this happens sometimes, let's say you were to have a shul. Right? You were to have a shul where Mizrach is one way, but the Aaron is facing a different direction. So where, where, would, the, where, would, you, where would you go? Which, which way should you face? Preferably, you should be facing Yerushalayim, and that's where the Aaron should be too. But if there's a conflict, if it doesn't work out like that, well, in the Rambam, it would seem to be that the main thing should be, in terms of Hilcha Shemun Esrei, there's no halach of Shemun Esrei facing the Aaron. That's, that's a, a shul issue. That's a shul issue, and that's you know the responsibility of whoever is laying out the shul that the aron should be positioned properly. If you ask the individual person now, I'm davening shemun esrei, I have to fulfill my obligation of shemun esrei. What direction should I be facing? After me, the aron. My chiyav is to is to face Yerushalayim. So that's what it would seem in the Rambam. <coughs> I'm not getting halach l'mais. It's a it's a tumult, but we'll see. But this this is at least some of the background of it. But this is in the Rambam. Okay, like I said. The re Rabbi Yisrael from Baal Yataisa seems to be not like that. You'll see in a second. Okay, Marmok number five. There's a Gemara in Brachis Vavimabes. Now, the Gemara doesn't explain the details too much. It just says something very, uh, very terse, but we'll see how the Rishonim explain it. Om Ravuna. Ravuna said, Kol Rasha. If a person is Davinish Manesrei, uh, behind the shul. That's what it says, behind the shul. In other words, you have, it's a time of davening. People are in the shul davening in a normal way, normal position, normal direction. And this guy is davening behind the shul. We'll see what behind the shul means. He's davening behind the shul, Nikra Russia. He's called a Russia. Amr Abaya. Now Abaya clarifies Ravuna's statement. This is only true. He's called a Russia when he's davening behind the shul and he's not facing. He's not facing the Beis HaKnes. He's not facing the Shul. Avul Mahadar Abil But if he's facing the Shul less then he should still be, like, there's no reason for him not to go inside to everyone else, but he's not called a Russia. I'll call upon him. That's the Gemara says. I guess, what does this mean exactly behind the Shul? And then there's a difference between facing the Shul, not facing the Shul. What, what do we mean over here? Okay, so in Marmokah number six, Rabbeinu Yoyna, Meseches Brochus, brings down a Pshat in the Gemara. There's, there's a number of different Pshat in the Gemara from a number of Rishon, and we're not going to. Uh, go into all of them, but just one sheet uh, that Rabbeinu Yonah brings down from Rabbeinu Yitzchak. Rabbeinu Yitzchak Hazakim. So I'll tell you outside what his pshat is, and, and then we'll see what it means. So, again, so you have a regular shul, and it's mincha time, shach, smarav, whatever it is, and they're davening Shemun Esrei, Mitzrach, they're davening the normal direction. Now you have a person 
who is davening outside also. He's davening, but he's davening outside the shul. Now, says, so says Ravuna, that's called a Russia. If he's davening outside the shul, he's called a Russia. Says Rabbeinu Yoyna, says Rabbeinu Yitzchak, quoted by Rabbeinu Yoyna, that the meaning is as follows. The, 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 he, is da, he is davening outside the shul in front of the shul. So the people are, let's say, again, let's say people, the, the shul is davening Mizrach. He is, he is on the other side of the Mizrach wall. He's on the other he's outside the shul, you know, uh, the front of the shul, outside the shul. Says Rabbeinu Yitzchak, and... Says Rabbi Yitzchak, says Ravuna, in such a scenario, he's called a Russia. He's called a Russia. Why? Says Rabbi Yitzchak, because there are there are a number of issues that's going on over here. Yeah, let me let me, let me pull it back for a second. So th- this is what the Gemara says again. Says Ravuna, Shul's facing one direction. I'm going to properly. This guy is is on the outside of the Shul where where the people are facing. Is in the opposite side of the Mizrach of the Mizrach wall. Okay, he's called a Russia. Says, says, who is it? Says Abaya. This is only true, listen to this, this is only true that he's called a Russia when he's also davening Mizrach. So everyone is davening Mizrach. He's also davening Mizrach, but he's just on the other side of the wall. He's outside the shul davening Mizrach. That's called a Russia. But if he turns around and he's davening Myriv from the outside of the shul, though, so he's davening the opposite direction as everyone else, that's not called a Russia. Why? So says Rabbeinu Yitzchak Hazakin. This is the point. This guy is davening outside the shul. There's a few strikes against him. So automatically he's doing something wrong. He should be inside shul davening with everyone else. But to be called a rasha, you have to have two strikes against you. Strike number one, you're outside the shul. That he, that's a strike. Strike number two, your back is to the shul. Your back is to the shul. Those two strikes against you, that's called a rasha. But if he's outside the shul, that's strike one. But I'll go upon him, he's facing the shul, his back is not to the shul. Okay, it's not the right thing to do, he should just go inside. It's not called a Russia. I, says Rabbeinu Yitzchak, but one second, by him facing the shul, so he takes off one strike of what? Of, uh, of his back to the shul, but now he has another strike, he's, he's davening the wrong direction. Says Rabbeinu Yitzchak, nah, that's not a strike, because he is all, but he's facing the Oren. Right, he's not facing Yerushalayim, but he is facing the Aron. So okay, so it's, that strike sort of evens itself out. It's true you should be facing Yerushalayim usually, but you should also be facing the Aron. So in this case, the fact that he is not facing Yerushalayim anymore, but he's facing the Aron, that's a wash. That's a wash. So at the end of the day, the only real strike against him is the fact that he's not in Shul. If he's outside of Shul, that's strike one, and he's facing Yerushalayim, which is a nice thing, but now his back is to the Shul. That's a, that's a serious strike too. But if his back is not to the shul, because he's facing, he's facing the shul, so, okay, so the only real strike against him is that he's not in shul proper. Direction, what direction he's facing, that's not a real strike, because you're right, he's not facing Yushalayim, but he, he's, he's at least facing the Aaron. Take a look inside. How Rabbeinu Yonah quotes it. Rabbeinu Yitzchak Hazak and Mefarish. Rabbeinu Yitzchak Hazak and explains the Gemara as follows. That Ki Armina Denikra Russia. When is this guy called a Russia? When he's davening outside the shul. Davka Kish Achar Lebeisak When his back is to shul. Upon of Lemizrach. And he's facing 
the same direction as everyone else, but he's just outside the shul. So he's facing Mizrach like everyone else, but his back now is to the shul because he's in, he's in the front of the shul on the outside. And now he's a Russia because of two strikes. First of all, he's pushed, uh, he's davening outside shul. Why we, everyone's inside, you're outside. That's number one. And number two, your back is to the shul. So that's two serious strikes against the person. But says Abayab, if he f- turns around and faces the shul, so everyone's davening Shemnesri Mizrach, but he's davening Shemnesri to the Mayrav, since at least he's facing the Mizrach wall, which is where the Aran is, that, that's the Raman called it, right? That's where the Hechel is, that's where the Aran, that's where the Aran of, of, of the shul is. Even though he now still has one strike against him, that he's davening outside, the and it also looks funny that everyone's facing this way, Shemnesri, and he's facing the other way. Leslan Ba Lamais, he's not a Russia anymore. Ah, he's facing the wrong direction. Rishlaim is the other way. So what's he doing? So he says, Kivan because it looks like everyone's Davin Shemnesri, but really, whatever, towards Yerushalayim, really what they're also doing is davening to the Aaron. Not to the Aaron, but in the direction of the Aaron. Upan of Gamkin Kalpe HaKaisal, and this guy's also davening in the same direction as the Aaron. Shashama Hechel. Umevi Rayel is Apirish. And so, so, so no, let, let's stop there for a second. What we see, what's Rabbi is telling us? Rabbi is telling us is that this guy is davening Shemnesri. And we want to know how many strikes are against him. So definitely one strike is he's davening outside of Shul, that's for sure. And another theoretical strike is, well, is his back to the Shul or not? That's a disrespectful position to be in. But in terms of direction of Shemnesri, says, says the Rehazokin, Either way you go, there's something not so bad about what he's doing. If he faces this way, like the Tzibra's facing, he's facing Yushalayim. Okay, good. And if he faces the other way, he's facing the Aaron. It's also good. So he's not getting both. It's true. You have to pick one over the other. But Lamaise, either way, it's not, he's, not, he's not facing the wrong direction for davening. One second. According to the Rambam, that facing the Aaron, that, uh, the position of the Aaron in Shul has nothing to do with Hilchish Menestre. That's not, that's not the halachas of Shemonesri. Halachas of Shemonesri are, the direction of Shemonesri is one thing, one thing alone. Yushalayim. That's it. That's it. The Aaron and the Beis HaMikdash. That, that's the only position in terms of Shemonesri. There's another halach, which is called, how, uh, how, uh, what's the, what's the word? Not, not the engineer. The, the, the guy, the, the, the laid of a shul, the person in charge of laying out the shul. So he has a responsibility to make sure the Aaron is in the right place. This guy. But facing Shemonesri has nothing to do with that. There's no halach within Shemonesri to face the Aaron. So according to the Rambam, this guy who's outside facing the wrong direction, that's a serious strike. He's facing the wrong direction of davening. Ah, he's facing the Aaron. Who cares? That's not, that's not with him. There's no such halacha. The fact that the Rebbein Yitzchak Azakin is telling us that this guy outside the shul, whether he goes that way towards Yushalayim or this way towards the, towards the Aaron, either it's a, it's a wash, we it's a wash. He, he's not fulfilling properly his halachas of davening Shemun he's not, he's not He's not building a shul right now with so the fact that Rabbi Yitzchak Azakin is telling us that if he faces towards the shul, it's nishkeferle because al kapanim he's facing the aron. Telling us is that this halacha that we saw from the Tesefta, for example, that the aron has to be in the same wall that everyone is facing Shmonesrei. That's not just a halacha from laying out the shul. That's a halacha within Shmonesrei too. Just as there's a halacha of facing Yerushalayim and facing the Beis HaMikdash and Kaidash HaKadshim, that's in Hilchah Shemonesrei, and another halacha within Shemonesrei, another direction you should be facing is the Aaron, if there is an Aaron in front of you. So says Rabbi Yitzchak these are two halachas within facing the, the direction you should be facing in Shemonesrei, towards Yerushalayim, and preferably the same direction is to an Aaron. 
In this case, there's a conflict. So says Rabbi Yisrael, okay, so it's a wash. He can't do both. At least he has one. It's not a strong X against him. And what's interesting is, is how Rabbi Yisrael Azakin ends off. So he says like this, Umevi Rael is Apirish. Says, says Rabbeinu Yoyna that this Rabbeinu Yitzchak Azokin brought a proof to his idea that a, that, that a person that facing the Oren in Shul is a Zach. It's, it's an Indian of Shemeneser. It's, it's a Kiyam. It's not just, it's not just a halacha of, of the layout of the Shul. It's, it's one of the directions that a person should be facing with Shemeneser. Maybe Rael is there, Pirish, and he brings a proof to this. Mid Amrinan from the Gemara and Brachas that we started with. The Gemara says in Brachas Taflamid, Hayoyman Achor Beis Says the Gemara, in your chutzlarts, face, face Eretz Yisrael, v'chulu v'chulu. If you're in the Kodesh HaKadshim, face the Aaron. If you're behind the Aaron, then face the Aaron. It's, ultimately, it all boils down to trying to face the Aaron. Yer atzmekil oim lufniak apayris. Haray, haray. So says Rabbeinu Yitzchak HaZakin, sha'af al pish lo'ayoy mispal l'ruch sh'kol Yisrael ho'y mispalim. So you have that case also, right? Not everyone's facing the same direction. People over there are going this way towards, towards the Harabais. People over here are going this way towards the Harabais. Okay, everyone's going to the, to the Harabais. So the same thing over here. The shul is going that way towards the Aran. This guy is going this way towards the Aran. They're both going to the Aran. Okay, this is, this is, this is Rabbi Yitzchak Hazakin. This is a Chiddush. This is a Chiddush. The Rabbi Yitzchak Hazakin is telling us that the halacha of where the Aran is in shul is not a halacha of the shul. This is a halacha in the direction of Shemineser. That it's of equal footing to the standard halacha that we have from the Gemara Brachas, which is that the direction of Shemineser should be Yerushalayim. So much so that if this guy turns his back to Yerushalayim, if he's facing the Oren, okay, it's Mamish even. It's Mamish even. Now, this is a Pella. This, this, needs, this needs explanation. Like I mentioned, this halacha of, of, having, of where the Oren is in the shul is not quoted in Bavli. It's not quoted in Yerushalmi. And for, and for Rabbeinu Yisrael, the only halacha that we have quoted in Bavli is the brisa that we had from the Gemara Brachas Marmoka number one, which is, you face Yerushalayim. You face Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim you face the Harabais. That halacha is the only thing we had. The fact that Rabbi Yitzchak Hazakin is learning in this Gemara that the Gemara understands that it's of equal footing needs a dip, needs a needs a, a better understanding. What's the how, how do we understand this better? Okay, so here's the pshat. Here's the idea. Until now, again, we've had these two things. There's one halacha which is called facing Yerushalayim. Okay, and there's another another halacha which is where the Aron is in the shul. And the Rambam, it's mamish. A separate idea altogether. It's a halach of shuls, of a layout of a shul. And Rabbi Yitzchak Hazakin is telling us, no, 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 it's also a halach of your direction. But there's two, but, but until now, it's like two separate ideas though. There's one direction which is Yerushalayim, and there's another direction which is called the Aaron. If, if you can make it work to be the same direction, it's Gavaldic. If it's, if it's not the same direction, okay, then it's a wash. But the, these are two different kivunim. These are two different things that you're facing. One is that you're facing Yerushalayim, Harbais, and so on. Another thing that you're facing is the Aaron. What we see from a number from the Vilna Gain, however, as we'll see in a moment, and even from the Shulchan Aruch also, and even the Rambam himself, is that it's, we should not be thinking of this as two different directions. The same way that you are trying to face, let, let's go back to the Gemara Brachas, right? The Gemara Brachas said, wherever you are, face Eretz Yisrael. And within Eretz Yisrael, wherever you are, face Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim, wherever you are, face the Harabais. And in the Harabais, where you face, Kadesh HaKadshim. In the Kadesh HaKadshim, where you face is the Aaron. What we're going to see in a moment from the Vilna Gaon is that every Aaron in Shul is a Bechina, is a reflection, is a Ha'ara of the Aaron in the Kadesh HaKadshah. So there really is one, only one fundamental halacha, which is you face the Aaron in the Kadesh HaKadshah. 
if there is an Aran in the Shul, then that Aran in the Shul is a reflection of the Aran of the Kodesh HaKodesh. If there is no Aran in the Shul, okay, then you face the direction of the actual Aran in the Kodesh HaKodesh. But these are not two separate directions even. It's, it's fundamentally one idea. It's fundamentally one Yisait. Now where do we have this idea that the Aran of a Shul is a reflection of the Aran of the Kodesh HaKodesh? That Ar-Kadekach, the same Gemara in Brachas, again that's the point of here, the same Gemara in Brachas, which tells you that you have to face the Aran in the Kodesh HaKodesh, that is also telling you to face the Aran in the Shul. It's the same fundamental Halacha. Where is this coming from? So if you take a look at Maramaka number 7, that Tesefta that we started, that we had before, which was the Makar, this whole idea of the Aran being in front of the Shul, so I, we only quoted earlier the first line, which was that the Zakanim are the Mizrachvan facing everyone else, right? And that's where the Aran should be also, the back to the Kaidish and, and the, the, the front towards the Tzibur. That is, that is the first line. But the Tzisefta continues. Okay, the Tzisefta continues. The Tzisefta continues as, as well. Marmokah number seven. The Tzisefta follows. V'chol ha'am p'neim kalpi ha'kodesh. And says, so until now, the first few lines of the Tzisefta was talking about what's going on by the Mizrachvant. So you have the Zakanim up there facing, uh, you know, their, their faces towards everyone else. And you have the Oren also facing everyone else. So what about everyone else? So the Tzisefta continues. V'chol ha'am, the rest of the people, p'neim kalpi ha'kodesh, they should be facing the Kodesh. The Kodesh. Shenemar. How do I know that everyone should be facing the Kodesh? Because it says in Pasuk that when Moshe Rabbeinu was by the Chunukas HaMishkan, by inaugurating the Mishkan, all of Klai Yisrael went to the Pesach. They went to the door of the Olmeid. They were facing, when the door opens, they were facing the entranceway to the Olmeid, to the Mishkan. Says the Vilna Gain, this line over here, this line over here is really the Makar of why you have to face the Aaron and Shul. Says of Ilnagain, because when the when the Gemara says this, when the Tesefta says this idea, that just as everyone came to the Mishkan by the inauguration, and the doors were open, and everyone is facing, what are they facing when the doors open the Mishkan? They're facing that direction. They're facing what? The Kaddish HaKadshim. Says the Vilnagain, that's what the that's what the Tesefta means, the Cholam Panemel Kalpe Kaidesh. When it says over here that everyone should be facing the Kaidesh, it doesn't mean the direction of Mizrach that everyone's Davin Shmanesra. It's talking about the Oren. It says the Vilna Gain, when it says everyone should be Pinay and their faces should be towards the Kaidish, the Kaidish of Yir is a reference to the Aaron in the Shul. And says the and says the Tesefta. And how do I know that everyone should be facing the Aaron in the Shul? Because it says in the Pasuk that by the inauguration of the Mishkan, everyone came and faced the opening of the Mishkan. And says the Vilna Gain, and what does it mean when the when the doors of the Mishkan open and you're facing the entrance of the Mishkan? It means that you're facing what? The Kaddish Akachim. That's what the Kaddish Akachim is, straight from the door. So says the Vilna Gain, that's what the, that's what the Sefta means. That the, just as Klal Yisrael by the Mishkan, when they came to experience the Chunukas and Mishkan, they all faced the Kodesh HaKodshim, and they all faced the Aaron in the Kodesh HaKodshim, says the Tesefta, that's what the Vilna Gain says. So too, in Shul, you should be facing the Aaron. In other words, the Aaron is not just the same direction happens to be as Yerushalayim. The Aaron is the Kodesh HaKodshim. The Aaron is the Aaron of the Kodesh HaKodshim. That's the Kodesh over here. Kodesh is not the direction. The Kodesh is the Aaron. And that's what the Pasuk is re- referencing. And that's what the Vilna Gain says. Now more than this, the Vilna Gain also points to a Rambam in Hilchus Sefer Torah. The Rambam writes in Hilchus Sefer Torah like this, There's a mitzvah to have a, spe- a special place, a special uh, uh, aron, you know, for, to house a Sefer Torah. And it says the, the, the Rambam like this, 
I'm sorry. Mitzliach is sifter mak. I skipped the line. Mitzliach is sifter mak. Mark number eight. Mitzliach is sifter mak. You have to designate a space for the sefer Torah, uh, uh, an aron for a sefer Torah. and you have to honor that place. Ulahadre to make it beautiful. Yosemidai even excessively beautiful. Why says the Rambam? Devarim shabaluches habris. Because the same things that are written in the Luchais are written in the Sefer Torah. What's the Ram talking about? What's he, what's he referencing over here? Says of Nagain, what the Ram is trying to hint to you is, you know, why, why should you make such a Bilo than Arn? Okay, everything needs a house. Fine, so uh, whatever. So the Sefer Torah you can't be leave it out. You have to put it somewhere. You have to make a big deal. If you mechabit it, you have to make it beautiful and Arn. Why? Because the same things that are written in the Luchas are written in the Sefer Torah. In other words, the Sefer Torah in the, in the Aron, the Sefer Torah in the Heichel, is a Bechina of the Luchais in the Aron. And just like the Aron Habris is a chash of a thing, you have to make it beautiful and someone who's made it of gold and the Kruvim and so on, so so too the Aron in the Shul has to, have, has, to be, has to be reflective of that as well. In other words, even the Rambam is, is, is hinting to us this idea, which is that the Aron in the Shul is not just a place for Sefer Torah. It's a reflection, it's a Bechina of the Aron in the Kaddish HaKadosh. Ar we, that going back to Rabbeinu Yitzchak HaZakin, Arkadekach, the Rabbeinu Yitzchak HaZakin understands that the same, the nature of the halacha facing the Ern and Shul is the same fundamental halacha as facing Yerushalayim. It's fundamentally the same thing. When you face the Ern and Shul, you are facing Yerushalayim. What's the point of facing Yerushalayim? Because Yerushalayim is where the Harbayis is. And the Harbayis is the Kadesh And the Kadesh HaKachim is the Arn. Guess what? You got an Arn right here. It's, it's the same, it's a har, it's a reflection of that. It's the same halacha mamash. It's the same halacha mamash. That's Rabbi that's Yitzchak Azokin. That this guy in front of the shul, either way you go, he is fulfilling this halacha of facing the harabais. He is. That way, literally, and the other way, metaphysically and, and reflectively in terms of facing the yarn. That's the yisai. Okay. So we have a fundamental machlekes over here. A fundamental machlekes. Between the Rambam and the Ri, the Baliyataisvis, what is the what? Is, what direction should a person be facing? <laughs> First ministry. According to the Rambam, the direction that a person should be facing is geographically. You should be facing the Aron in in the Harabais. That's the direction. Okay, that's that. That is the only direction a person should be facing. That direction. There's another halacha which is in Hilchas Beis Haknesses. Hilchas Beis Haknesses says that a shul should have an Aron, and the shul and the Aron should be in the same direction everyone is facing for its own covet and so on, but it's not because you're supposed to be facing the Aaron. Fine. Even though the Rambam himself is interesting, even the Rambam himself, as we just said in Hilchah Sefer Torah, is the one that, all, that already concedes that the Aaron is a shtekel bechina of the Aaron of the Beis HaMikdash. Right? He says you should beautify it because the same words in the Luchas are in the Sefer Torah. But in terms of, of the direction, what you should be facing is not a figurative Aaron. What you should be facing is the Aaron, the Kadesh HaKadshim. And that's whatever the direction is. It's a lach of a shul, that a shul should have something to reflect the Aaron as well. But it's, that's a lach of a shul. And then you have the Riyazakin. The Riyazakin says, no, 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 no. That same lach facing, what direction should you be facing? You should be facing the Aaron. What Aaron? What do I mean, Aaron? Okay, there's the, there's the Iker Aaron in Harbayis, but then there's the Aaron in the shul. It's fundamentally the same lach. And one can, and, and, and they're equal. They're almost equal. It's a wash. It's a wash. Preferably you do both. But if you can't, you pick one. It's not the, not the end of the world. The Mamash both the same. They're fundamentally the same lach. Okay. Now, let's move into the Pneumis a little bit. Move into the Pneumis a little bit. We'll begin like this. All of davening, we're, this is, all, this is a, a whole discussion revolving around davening, right? What direction to be davening? 
all of that, the person can be davening Shmonesrei, let's say we're talking about Shmonesrei, a person can be davening Shmonesrei for many, many reasons. You can be davening for many things. 19 brachas, asking for 19 different things, you know? But in Pneumius, there's really only one thing that a person's davening for. The only thing a person's really davening for is Gula. It's from Mashiach. That's the only thing you're davening for. It's because we don't have Gula, that's why this is, this is broken, and this is deficient, and this is missing. All a person's davening for them is Gula. That's all you're davening for. That's all you're davening for. All of davening is, is, is ultimately Gula oriented It's based on Migdash oriented It feels connected to Midan Tiknum. It's revolving around this manum of Karbanas. That's, that's all that we're davening for. <clears throat> and this is why, fundamentally, when we talk about the direction of davening, where you should be facing, it's not just a matter of, okay, you know, it, it's the holiest place on earth. So, you know, it, I guess it's appropriate to, to face that place. Like it, maybe it helps my kavana. It's not like that. The, 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 facing the Harabayas is, is reflective of what it is that you're, old, that, what you're davening for. What you're davening for is based on Migdash, ultimately, and for Gula. That, that's... And for bidding based on Migdash, Shlishi, that, that's what you're davening for. Without the Baisa Shlishi, without Gula. So again, like I said, Golas expresses itself in a lack of, of Das, in, in Chas Hashem, a lack of health, and lack of. It, 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 you know, it, but, but the, the, the Siba of all Sibas is Golas itself. And the, and, and the ultimate Tikkun of all Tikkunim is Mashiach is Gula. Now, when we talk about Gula, though, this is a Yisai that I've mentioned a number of times. And uh, in the Kamarna, we find this in a number of places where he talks about this idea, and it's a very big, it's a big insight to know, is that when we talk about gula, there's always two levels of gula. There's gula pratis and gula klalas. There's personal gula and collective gula. What do I mean? So let's see, let's see the words inside. Marmok number 10. This is from the Kamarna in Hechel Abracha in Parshish Bresha, Staf Lamad Zayin Amad Aleph. Da Bani. He says, You should know, my son. The Beis Hamikdash is not just a place. The Beis Hamikdash is a structure that represents, that encompasses the entire system, the entire system of universes, the whole everything that that is, everything that's all the all the intricate spiritual dimensions of the Jewish soul, and the dimensions of spiritual reality is contained in what's called the Beis Hamikdash. That's what the Beis Hamikdash means. V'tzir ivrei adam, the spiritual makeup of the person is defined as a Beis HaMikdash. If the person had eyes, then we'd be able to look at a Beis HaMikdash and be able to know what the entire system of the universe is, 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 is made of, what the structures are, and in the nefesh, what a neshama is, by just seeing the structure of the Beis HaMikdash. There's even a sefer from the Ramchal, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's pieces of, of something else, but, but the Ramchal wrote a sefer talking about the the, 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 the the geometry, the the measurements and so on of the base Amigdash, the Bayes Ashlishi, and explaining how these measurements and the infrastructure of the Bayes Ashlishi reflect the Oilamas and reflect every part every part of the Nishama. So that's what a base Amigdash is. It's not just a building, it's 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 a reflection of what a complete Nishama looks like. When everything is healthy and well, which is Gula. Which is Gula, what's Gula? Gula is. Uh, everything is everything's good. Everything's set up. Everything's in working order. Everything's b'shleimus, b'shleimus of the nefesh. And Mimela, if the if the neshama is b'shalim, the world is b'shalim. That's what gul is. The b'shamigdash reflects that shleimus. So he says like this: the chol tzaddik tzaddik 
So said the Kamar like this, every neshama, there's, there, 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 are, there are two levels to look at the Jewish people. You can look at the Jewish people as one big collective whole, one big neshama. Or you can look at, at, at Klai Yisrael as, let's say, 600,000 individual neshamas. Now, listen, each one of those, what's called sharshe neshamas, root souls of the 600,000, branches off into millions of twigs. But let's say a root neshama. Said the Kamarna, when you have one, every, so there's, and, and because of this breakdown of looking at Klai in such a way, when we talk about Geula, in other words, when we talk about a complete neshama and everything being fixed, and everything, and that having its base amigdash built, it's in two levels. You could have the, this neshama in a complete state, and its personal base amigdash complete, but if, but, and then there's another level, of, which is, that's called gula pratis, a personal gula, for that cherish on Hashem. Or you could have, but that doesn't necessarily mean the rest of Kala Yisrael are complete. Or you could have what's called a gula klo, as a collective gula, where all of Kala Yisrael, seen as one big superstructure, is also nigel, is also redeemed, is also perfected, and is also bishlemus. That would be a much more collective and, and bigger base of English. So he says like this, when you have a tzaddik who's, the, who's, who's coming from one root, one particular root of a neshama, and he's, let's see, he, he's mashlam himself, he completes himself, him with all of the branches and twigs extending from him, so he, he has a besamegdash. He has a gula, he just experiences a personal gula. Ba'inei Yushalayim Hashem, Hashem is always building Yushalayim. B'chol Yisra b'chol zman, u'lamashal. So he gives an example. Kishetzadik toi be'ezeever. Let's say in this collective superstructure of Klai Yisrael, which is one big entity, you have different parts. So just like within one entity, you'll have a, a, a right eye and a left eye, right? Fine. So, but if you, if you the way neshamas work is that you could have one neshama, one uh, of the 600,000, whatever, that's connected to the right eye of the collective whole of Klai Yisrael. And when you zoom in on that neshama, you'll have an entire Beis HaMikdash made up of that right eye. And that neshama, that's that particular part of Klai Yisrael, when it comes to its completion, it will be able to, satisfac- to, to, to say with confidence and certainty, Gula, Mashiach, we, 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 we have a Beis HaMikdash over here. But that doesn't necessarily mean the rest of Kal Yisrael experienced a gula, a, a gula yet. So he says like this: Ulu Mashal, Kishetzadik Toli Beize Ever Veroy Baruch Kadshay Shabeshon Azu Yizdake Kol Even Nishmas Atluyim Bay. So he says an amazing thing. Based on this, when you have tzaddikim in early generations that would give predictions of when Mashiach will come, so the, those years came and they went and no gula. So they made a mistake. The Ramban writes in Shargamul years and he predicts gula. Rishon Baruchay and the Zohar Kaddish predicts gula at certain years. They came and they went. The Kamarn himself predicted gula in certain years. Right, 1948 he predicted gula. So they came and went. It wasn't gula. So what's pshat? So they weren't making a mistake. He says that was a year that he was predicting. That Tzadik was predicting the gula for his Shara Shana And guess what? He was right. I, we don't see Mashiach yet. Mashiach didn't come yet. It's true, Mashiach didn't come yet. Because the collective gula didn't happen yet. But that personal gula pratis, for that Nishersh and Hashama took place. And whatever year was predicted by that tzaddik. So he says, again, middle, middle, middle paragraph. Now, 
Now he says an amazing thing. So you have every, every person is both part of the collective whole, and we also are individual people. So you could have an individual ghoul of protest for your Sharash Neshama, and for your purposes, for your, for, for, all, for, for your Sharash Neshama's perspective, there's a base of Mikdash already. The Chloeistic Gula didn't happen yet. So, Kali Yisrael didn't experience it yet. But he says like this, Umi so an asham, if, you, if your Sharash Nasham is from the right eye of the collective whole, you could have your base of Migdash. If you're the left eye, you could have the base of Migdash. If you're the kidney, you can have the base of Migdash. But if you're the heart, then you can't have your Gula Pratis unless there's a Gula Klawas. There's one limb of, the collect, of, the, of an organism that is not defined as an individual part. It's, it is the collective whole. And that's called the heart. So he says, Umishu If you have an asham of a tzaddik who's rooted in the heart of the collective organism of Kal Yisrael. So he says, If that Jew were to, were to predict a year, you know, if that Jew were to envision Gula, that would be a collective Gula. There's no such thing as a Neshama that's rooted in the heart of the Kal Yisrael to have a Gula Pratis. No such thing. No such thing. Gula Pratis, individual Gulas are possible when your Sharash Neshama is of a particular organ of the collective whole. But if the organ that you're connected to is the heart of the collective whole, then you cannot have a gula protest without there being a gula klolis. You will that neshama will never recognize, never acknowledge, never sense a gula protest unless the gula klolis takes place. So he says, just like the heart senses the pain of all the limbs, and he's the king over all the limbs. So until that gula klolis takes place, the heart will always feel gulas. Until the ultimate gula takes place, and even if everything should set up in such a way where he should have his gula pratis, his individual gula can't be because he's the heart. He's connected to the heart. The heart is connected to the whole thing, and so on. So those neshamas that are connected to the heart of Klal Yisrael, they cannot experience, they cannot recognize a gula pratis, a personal gula, unless it comes with a gula klal. It's actually a gula klal of Yisrael. Unbelievable Chiddush. Explains a lot when it comes to the workings of Nisham is such an idea. So let's go back. Let's go back. Davening, davening is all about Gula. Facing, where you're facing is reflective of what type of Gula you're asking for. That's the point over here. What you're asking for with Davening is always Gula. And that's why you have to face based on Megdash. But as we're seeing over here from the Kamarna is that there's two types of Gulas that a Nishama can crave. There's such a thing as craving and wanting and yearning a Gula Pratis. And then there's types, and, and, and that's most of neshamas. Most of neshamas come from different body parts. The right eye, the left eye, the lungs, the feet, the heart, whatever. And those neshamas, of course, we all want to gula klaus, but they could certainly be davening and yearning and thirsting and, and, and celebrate a gula pratis, a personal gula. But then you have neshamas that are heart neshamas. And those neshamas, they can't recognize gula pratis. The only thing they recognize is gula klaus. So a person's davening shmanastray. And davening shmaster means what you're davening for is gula. But what type of gula are you davening for? If, if, if uh, in the Rambam, the Rambam is revealing to us the perspective of a neshama that's connected to the heart. A neshama that's connected to the heart can only recognize one gula, one gula alone, which is gula klolis. Where, what, what place, what base hamigdash represents gula klolis? Not your shul. Not your shul. What represents gula klolis is the base hamigdash, the harabayas. So says the Rambam, the only direction that Hilchish Menesri recognizes is facing Harabais. I, your Aaron in your shul is, is something, it's, it's nothing, it's not a gula. It's not a gula. The only gula that, there, that exists is gula klolis, that's in Harabais. 
That's the Rambam. The Rambam was a secret of Mashiach ben David. The Rambam is, the Rambam, the Rambam is, the Kamarna described the neshama that's connected to the heart as the Melech. In, 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 in Halacha, the Rambam is the Melech. The Rambam is the Melech in Halacha. The, we have a tradition when Mashiach comes, everyone's going to pass like the Rambam. The Rambam, the Rambam had this quality of Malchus to him. The Rambam, I mentioned from the Rishner, many times the Rishner said that the Rambam is, is, is the Bechin of Mashiach ben David, the Gula Klolis, the heart of Klai Yisrael. That's, that's the Rambam. That's the Rambam. Because of that, the Rambam is unsatisfied with anything that's Gula Pratis. The only Kivun that a person is facing for Shemineser, the only Bisham Migdash that we acknowledge as the directive that you're trying to get to with davening is Gula Klolis, that's Arabais. But the Rihazakin is the Baya Taisvis. The Baya Taisvis, that's not Mashiach ben Dov, that's Mashiach ben Yosef. The word Taisvis already is the word Yosef. Mashiach ben Yosef means living in Gaulus. Mashiach ben Yosef means Prat. It means finding Gula Pratis within the collective Gaulus. Therefore, the Taisvis Rihazakin, the Rabbi Yitzchak Azakin, says, of course there's such a thing as Davim Rishon, of course there's a Gula Klaus, of course. But part of that is the Gula Pratis that you have represented by your Shul and the Heichel and the Aaron in your Shul. And was, so you have this dynamic. So, so every shul is a shtickle based on Mikdash, and then you have the Mikdash Mat, and then you have the base of Mikdash in the Harabai. So, how do we understand it? It's just pieces of it. The base of Mikdash in the Harabai, that's the Gula Klolis. The, 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 the Mikdash Ma'at of your shul, that's a Gula Pratis. So, the Rambam, who's, who's coming from the world of the heart, doesn't recognize the Gula Pratis. He, he's not satisfied with that. So, yeah, in the Halchus of a shul, it's such an Indian. Yeah, yeah, okay, you have a shul, you have an Aaron. It's very nice to represent the base. It's not, it's not it. That's not your direction. You're not davening for that. You're davening for Gula Klaus. But in the Riyazakin, it's the Bechin of Taisis, Mashiach ben Yosef, Gula Klaus is a Gavaldiga thing, and we hope to get there one day. But certainly, certainly, Gula Pratis is an objective. Gula Pratis is something you could be satisfied and, and, and experience. Why? Because the Riyazakin is not coming, he's, not, he's, he's revealing the truth, not for those neshamas that are the heart neshamas, neshamas that are right eyes and left eyes and arms and legs and so on. Those are neshamas that could experience a gula pratis. And so this is the, the sight that's going on over here with these two shitas. Again, like everything else, with nigla, it's machlaikis, and it just, it, it just stops there. But with panemius, it's, it's machlaikis, but it's not, it's not really machlaikis. They're both coming, these are both truths that are emanating from this collective parts of, that's called Klai Yisrael. Every organ of that collective parts of can acknowledge and celebrate and, and daven for and focus on Gula Pratis. And that's the, the Sheet of the Riyazakin, and which means that besides the, that the halacha facing the Harabayas is itself the halacha facing the Aaron in your shul. Because that, that's, that's Gula to you. That's Gula to you, Gula Pratis. But the Rambam, that's not Gula Bechlal. It's, it's Gula Klolis or Bas. There's no such thing as Gula Pratis because he's coming from the heart. And they both come together to, to make this collective whole. So what should a person be davening for in your Avayda? We want Mashiach. We're davening for Mashiach. Should we be focusing on Gula Pratis, Gula Klolis? Uh, listen, it depends what Sharash and Hashem you're coming from. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're coming from one of the limbs of the body, then yeah, Gula Pratis. Uh, you can be totally satisfied with that. That's your Avayda. But if you're coming from the heart, then Gula Pratis is not going to do it. You're not going to feel Gula, Gula Pratis at all. It's, it's all going to be about Gula Klolis. And uh, there's different Sadiqim. There's always been different Sadiqim like this. So there's different rights. So there's different Pshatim. The Ramam doesn't hold like Rabbi Yisrael HaKazak. And there's other Pshatim in the Gemara in terms of... I don't wanna, it'll get to calmly. Maybe afterwards we can talk about it. But the Riyaz Zakin's Pshat is assuming the guy is in front of the shul. There's Pshatim. Rashi's, in, in fact, not like that. He's the guy who's in the back of the shul. And then... And then it's then the Gemara means to say the, that if he's if he's 
that if he's facing the other way, then it's a big X, but if he's facing the right way, then it's the right, exactly. So that's how the Rambam would learn it. But, uh, yeah. They're all coming from, listen, I mean, that's, that's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stop the